0: What? Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> John's walking out the door. John, get back here. My <laughs> voice is carrying John,
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here, we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. You know who I am and you know who he is. I want to get into it. Yeah. Let's just go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Enough formalities.
1: Alrighty, we ended off on number nine last time. So now we are going to get into the middle. This is the most murky. I have no idea have what no yours clue. are going to be. <laughs> so this will be fun. Who started I, nine? Uh, so it will long be my ago. turn. Okay. It's, it's my turn to go ahead and lead us off this time. Cuckoo. So I have at number eight. Sorry, we didn't technically announce the thing. What yeah, are we
0: on? I don't know.
1: All right. Number eight. For me, it is volcano looming high. okay we weren't too different on volcano correct for you volcano was number 10. 10 for me it's number eight volcano looming high we did discuss this guy a bit so this guy i'm really intrigued by the new stuff and i'm gonna rehash just a little bit of what we talked about but i'm not gonna preach at you the same way i did before yeah i do really like this new idea of how he reaches his targets I think the fact of moving only to mountains and then increasing your range is something we haven't seen before. I like the fact that you can give other people range so long as they started on a mountain. That's going to help a lot of other people in ways that I don't think they saw coming. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. Obviously, this guy has a lot of synergy with other fire users because he can give them extra energy based on how many exposed fire elements they have. So, obviously, wildfire is going to be one. Vengeance is going to be one. Lightning will be another. So a lot of damaged people, mm. so a lot of fast damaging people he's going to be helpful for with their energy gain. But hey, let's not forget that sometimes you just get a lot of minor or major power cards that just happen to have a fire element yeah, on. It's so included. you can just get some energy out there. And hey, if it's not energy that you're giving, then you can also give them plus one range. I really do think that's cool. I love the fact this guy has a card up his sleeve that he can just completely devastate. I think that's really cool. I think Explosive Eruption might be one of the coolest innate powers out there, because to me, when I look at that, it reminds me of some of the lactic cheese that Serpent <laughs> Slumbering Beneath the Island can do with some of his... his... Theoretically. <laughs>
0: Not this I again. have yet
1: to see it! <laughs> My point being, this is a really strong damaging ability. And there are many innates in the game from various characters that really got my attention, and this is one of them. So I really think that that's very unique. I love the thematic emphasis of this guy, Volcano Looming High. Ooh, the he too. Kind of like a gargoyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's spectating like people. Roaring
0: into the sky. I love how
1: he stacks his presence on top of each other. So it feels as if your mountain is actually getting taller mm-hmm. because you are actually growing in And then presence. what happens?
0: You erupt.
1: And then, yes, you can do more damage when you have more presence and you can have more range if you have more presence. Which is pretty cool. Let's not forget that when you use your plus range card on yourself, you can stack it with his special rule, Volcanic Peaks Tower Over the Landscape, which is you gain plus one range if you have three or more in the origin land. So on the arcade style of the board, you have two mountains on every single board. And with that card that I spoke of earlier called Boon of Mountains Fire, you can get plus one range. Then if you have at least three or more presence on your mountains, you can have plus one range. Collectively, you can have plus two range. Plus two range is actually really decent. It kind of... You're going to cover... It it helps him because he's so stuck in mountains. So he can only reclaim once just with his standard action. So you're not going to be playing Boon of Mountains Fire every time. So maybe every other two turns you're going to have range two. In my opinion, if you are on all the mountains and you have plus two, I think you can pretty much hit every land in the game. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about the range. range. Yeah, not really. He can put a lot of blight out there, but we're getting a lot of characters out here in Jagged Earth that really like blight. In the base game, we only had one, which was wildfire. Poor sure. But now we're getting volcano looming high. We're getting stones and yielding defiance and vengeance as a burning plague. As all people who love, like, and use blight. blight as a function. And one of our thematic lists that I really want to try sometime is our hellfire and brimstone team. Which is Volcano Living High, Vengeance as a Burning Plague, Stones Unyielding Defiance, and Heart of the Wildfire. That is like team damage and rock. I think it could be pretty epic. I think it would be very blight heavy. You will blight that
0: land. But wouldn't it be fun? I think that would be pretty cool. I'm trying to get more comfortable with like being okay if you get a blighted island. Yeah, It's not the worst thing. And like you were saying with these spirits, you can use blights. And so even if you turn the card over and it's not one of the better ones. Blight hasn't really been a tool except for wildfire. Yeah. And it really is becoming one now. Like you're saying with all these spirits utilizing. So I'm... I'm thinking I'm not going to be too turned off by blighting the island. So what does this guy add that's new? Well, we kind of already talked about that.
1: Going exclusively on one land. The fact that he can go and destroy his presence and get it back. That's not common. That's not common. And giving range to people. That's really cool. I'll admit, he doesn't bring a whole lot of craziness to the table, but I'm really intrigued. This guy does really look different, and I am really That one eruption
0: would be... That's the craziness. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool.
1: So, this guy... Everything he does is kind of similar to things we've seen already, but he has it collected in a arrangement that we haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So confinement to a specific area, high damage, putting a lot of presence back, range buffing. These are things that we have seen, but not all together. I'm one really excited to see how this works. There are many cards in this game in the Major and Minor Powers deck that require you to have a Sacred Sight, and that's hard for some people to get. This guy loves Sacred sites. Everything he does is, is a Sacred, a sacred site. site. So when you go and target this guy with Entwined Power, where your presence count is his and his count is yours, if you're playing as Earth, that's a lot of defense right there. Just a fun thing that's to think That's a lot about. of damage. damage. Wait, no, defense. No.
0: <laughs> but anyway, that is my number eight... Volcano Looming High I thought he would be higher for you. Yeah. If we're just, like, laying all the cards out. He moves and behaves like a defender who's yeah. really an attacker. Okay. I think that's what's kind of you interesting with
1: serpents. him. like serpents. Hey, let's not forget that this is eight on my list. It's the middle. Yeah, that's the middle. Well, almost. We're getting close to the middle, but generally, if you break this up into groups of three, one through three, four through six, seven through nine, and ten through twelve, he's in the middle of that third grouping. So right. decently in the middle.
0: Yeah. And my number eight... Is grinning trickster stirs oh. up trouble? Oh, so now, now we have multiple it. crossovers. We here. do. I think I like the randomness. Again, I don't want to rehash on things sure. we talked about, but I kind of like that randomness. At least it'll bring a new gaming experience every time I play. It this It is very experience. different. You never yes. know what you're gonna get. This kind guy may be erratic, but he is replayable. Kind of like memory in a way. Yeah. And I like spirits that use tokens, mm-hmm. especially the new ones we were talking about that Branch and Claw added. I think Strife we were hitting on just really a two for one. I think negates damage, mm-hmm. and it also almost is a defend card. Mm-hmm. And because Trickster can utilize to Han based on the growth track, there's like yeah. a push to Han. So every turn you get to move to Han. Wherever you want to. It's not even a card play. Right. So it's not like you need to reclaim it strife is like an
1: interesting version of defense that lasts for more than one turn right the thing that's cool about those tokens beast strife wilds and disease tokens is that even if you put it in the wrong land any one of these tokens will get used eventually Mm -hmm. except for beasts i think them least of all as far as guaranteed usage but especially
0: with wilds disease of strife eventually it will it will be used used. and i do like the growth options there's like and it negates special incoming (sighs) damage like with Sweden. True. Yeah. Again, we talked about how it's so powerful against Sweden, and I like when growth options have the to pick too. So
1: I love that. It
0: gives a little bit more flexibility. Don't you feel as if like you're faster? Yeah.
1: Or really playing someone? And you
0: know me, I like to be able to be mobile. He has a move, yeah. a presence three away, so you can add a presence and then move another presence. Right. Away. So I like the flexibility. The randomness kind of excites me, but again, mm. I haven't played it yet, so who knows? I could be like, right. "This I'm is s- trash. I'm excited
1: to see what finalized Trickster looks like." Me too.
0: We've gone over the cards of what those deal with basically just add more strife yeah. fear and stuff but it was something a little exciting so that's why it kind of yeah. landed in the middle for me it's like I don't hate the playstyle and right. doesn't and add a whole lot new you can
1: reclaim cards move a presence one away and then gain three energy move a presence three away isn't that nice that is actually pretty sweet if that stays very if, mobile yeah if that stays that's very awesome
0: so it was something that really excited me didn't add a whole mm. lot different but I like the art too of just like yeah. Was yeah. this, it, this, this guy's animal kinda or
1: creepy? It's kind of like that one creepy spirit from Avatar with the multiple faces. Yeah, oh, that thing's freaky. That thing, I get that vibe from this guy. That thing was much scarier than this guy is. But the fact that he has multiple faces and he wears... Yeah. Like, does he switch faces? Does he put on another one? Can you does like it, rotate does he have, them? Or, or does he have three heads like Cerberus, but they're just different creatures? It's just unpleasant to look at if you're a human
0: going onto an island that you don't know about. I'm thinking of the Hercules where he Stop copying the... <laughs> Will you stop it with the head slicing thing? Because <laughs> more kept popping up. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't wanna rehash too much on Trickster, but that was sure. why. I notched up a little bit higher on the list for yeah. me. So. Alrighty, there you go. There are our number eights. On
1: to number seven. This is where it was getting very tough. This is starting to get middle we of the in road. Middle
0: of the, roads, and middle like, of the road, and like I wanna play all these people.
1: I know, and we do wanna play all of them. Many minds move as one. Really? <laughs>
0: Well, what I, do you think? What I, do you I,
1: think? Say, I say that because I really do think that you are going to like this guy. Because I know you had trouble with fangs. I had trouble with fangs. But look Wasn't... at what Many Minds does. He acts very much like Finder. I don't think Seven's a bad
0: thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I don't it's think Seven's a bad, a bad thing. I love just the theme of it, of this idea of a swarm of insects like that storming so cool. over the island. That is so cool. Again, I like was... how you
1: can see his true form in the multitudes. Yes. Whether it's flocks of birds, swarm, of bugs or schools of fish perhaps i think it's really cool it makes sense that then they don't do a lot of damage the differences between many minds versus fangs because obviously the elephant in the room is oh look another beast user well how does he stack up with the other beast guy totally different So many minds this guy is more about defense and getting beasts and being quick spawning beasts Skipping bad guy actions, but not really a whole lot of damage. He can do a decent amount of fear. So he is faster than Fangs, but doesn't do as much damage as Fangs. Yes, how many starting Carter.
0: cards he has.
1: This is the only other character besides Finder that does
0: not have a starting hand
1: of four. He has a starting hand of five.
0: Which is when you need to reclaim. Mm-hmm. It is so nice. when Having I played bet. Finder, you I really can, can push I can understand it. understand that, yeah. It's like, I don't need to reclaim every other turn. Sure. Or something. Right. Especially if you start gaining minors and majors and stuff. Right. So
1: What's really interesting to me is this is the first time we have anyone that can gather or push a token from lands two away Mm. instead of just adjacent only. It makes sense. Like this herd is coming. I know. So this guy is faster than Fangs. Yes. But as far as per beast token, not as effective. Fangs can do more damage and do more stuff with singular beast tokens than this guy does. I think this guy's ceiling is actually higher than Fang's. I think so too, because but defense he, goes but a long way. But he can do more, but he loses a lot more. You have to kill so many of your own beasts to do that, which is fine. When I look at many minds move as one, and I think of you, John, about playing this character, yeah. I really do think of him in terms of this is Fangs the way John would like him to be. Oh, This is basically what John's iteration of Fangs would be in order for John to like Fangs. Because I know that you do like Fangs' Maybe Fangs's that's why mine is a
0: seven for me because I'm thinking of Fangs.
1: Yeah. And I'm looking at him here and you can skip phases. You can gather up to so many people. Look how easily this guy can add beasts. And not just add beasts, but add a lot of them. More than one of them for each beast. Add a beast, right? Up to three, ever multiplying swarms, which is insane. And this isn't even a finalized card. It could be better or worse than that. Who knows? But even just that alone that is
0: awesome. I think whenever you play many minds you need to play with an event deck. Yeah, I think so. You think so? I think there's a stat like 60% of the event cards use beast tokens. So there are a lot, a lot of them in my
1: experience use strife and disease as well. Now I'm really excited to see what new cards we get with this. And what new oh. fear cards, what new event cards, yeah. what new major
0: minor powers we're getting because we're getting like 35.
1: That's another thing. A lot of it's the... like 30 minor powers 20
0: major powers that's like and a lot really of the branch and claw utilize the tokens they do so i do want to talk about the art because <laughs> whoever did this is incredible of making this face out of all these the flock I of love birds that. I think at it's,
1: first i didn't understand it but then i had to look
0: back yeah and like, oh, there it is that's a face this is another great thing about i this always game. thought that was so really much cool. craft and yeah. hard work goes into designing these spirits yep. and i totally love that about many mm-hmm. minds So, and also fear generation,
1: really high. I'm A lot of fear generation. Look at his beset and confound the invaders. Then a dreadful tide of scurrying flesh, you can just remove X amount of people to skip that many actions and add a fear per guy that you do. Plus one damage as well for each guy that's removed this way, which is really interesting, really cool. Your damage literally equates to how much beasts you do. Mm -hmm. But this guy, to do three damage, will have to pull three beasts. For sharp fangs to do three damage, he only needs to pull one One beast. One beast. So, they're I different obviously, as far as pairings, I need to see a tag team combo of many minds
0: and I wonder fangs. if they're almost like, they're each trying to pull beasts in opposite directions or something. Do you think they'll butt heads at times?
1: You once asked me this question, and my answer to you was something along the lines of, I think it's going to go a lot smoother than you think, because okay. it's like firing a weapon that someone else uses the exact same ammunition for. So instead of being you're taking mine, it's, oh, look, I can share you this guy, I can share him, you can share him. And beasts guy, don't go away. So let me go to your board real quick and get you some beasts that you need. You come to mine really quick and do some damage without having to kill your beasts. Because fangs can do consistent damage with beasts without having to kill them. This guy that I know of, as far as what he has naturally, cannot do damage with beasts without killing them. You're talking about mini mines? many mines, yeah. Now, yes, he can probably find Tiger's Hunting or another card that does damage with Beast or something. But point being, when you're early in the game, you're probably going to want to save up and get your horde going. And on the other way... Well,
0: you're using them for defense, because if you look at the highest tier oh, know. of Beset and Conveld I know, but guess invaders. what? Your
1: defense is based on your Beast Bros. Yeah. So, your Beast Bros are both defense and damage. So, you can only really do it for one, because if you use it for defense, you don't have much for damage. Right. And if you use it for damage, you don't have much for defense. Or, unless you really spam them... Then you might have enough for both review turns. My point being is that this guy and Fangs, their pros and cons are exactly perfect for yin-yanging. Mm. One guy is I can do a lot with these guys safely, but I need to get them out there and quickly. The faster, the better. The other guy is I can do a lot of things, and I need to build them up. And until then, I could really benefit from having clear lands to grow my people without having to waste them on defense or having to waste them on offense. Now, luckily, you don't have to kill your guys for defense. You don't. So you can use Dahan here to help you, perhaps. This guy does not do damage nearly as much as he does defense and fangs is the exact opposite. Fangs does damage but he does not do defense.
0: I like the fear potential where you can yeah. get up to 5 both fear. Both of them are
1: very fear. Yeah. It makes not, sense.
0: Not fear
1: crazy, but they're both pretty scary guys. 5 fear is a lot. That is a lot of fear. And in our games as fangs, he may have been second or first place for fear generation it was as constant. a constant because it was constant. Because it's constant. That's really cool.
0: And thing about mines. I like spirits with growth options where you can add two presents at one time. Yeah. Adds for quicker growth, you're yep. boom 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 you're like all of a sudden two and then even the third option add a presence and beast i feel like other than reclaiming you're always adding presence yeah. which is you know me i like fast growth yep so this was not a slight this list was so hard yeah to make. it was hard to it make really it was, was it was fun and difficult Fun and difficult in fun all the right ways in all like, the right ways yeah because i was going from did you start from the most you want to play or the least how did you start the list just I started
1: like, with my most, then my least, and then the middle, That's kind Ryan, of like... Ryan, we did
0: the same thing. Is that what you did too? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it feels as like, if, like I said, the middle is the hardest part so hard. to predict. It falls where they lie.
0: I had my top three, I'm like, I know I want to play these I people. know my constants
1: and everything else, I basically put down, and how do I feel with this? I'm not okay with this. Okay, maybe Seven we're could, all,
0: like, he could also have been five. Yeah. So you know? do you
1: think 5 through 8 could be very... Yes, these yeah. was very The reason close. that 5 is 5 isn't really as important as the reason why 8 is 8. I
0: think the middle is the middle yeah. for me. We yeah. just had a number of them.
1: Yep, my 1 through 3 and my 10 through 12 are more sure than everyone else, than 4 through 9 Yeah, for me. Agree. But, yeah. Anyway, your turn. Anyway, so your 7 was Many Minds Move, move as 1. one. My seven is many minds (laughs) move. Perfect buzzer. I want to let everyone know we did not plan this
0: out. We never talked about any of this. Nope. I also, and I,
1: I'm not sure. I think, how'd you keep it together? (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) You didn't, when you said many minds, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) yes. So many minds. Now I get to talk about this guy. (laughs) So I love Sharp Fangs. Sharp Fangs is somebody I really like many Minds move as one is my number one character of the bottom six okay he doesn't do a whole lot that's brand new adding beasts doing stuff with beasts mm-hmm. here i put a bunch of tokens on the field that are very specific and then i can simply do a lot of things with those tokens that i just spawned but this guy he can do defense he can do fear he can do damage he can skip phases Guys, if you're not a veteran of the game, you will come to learn this. And if you are a veteran of the game, I think you will agree with this. You already know. The higher and higher the complexity and the higher and higher difficulty games you do, the better and better prevention is. Whether that is invader action prevention, this is damage prevention, anything that does prevention entirely. Because it's not about, oh, there's X damage coming in and I just lessened that damage coming in. You just got rid of all of it. And that is so critical on high difficulty games. In my opinion, if someone has invader action skipping capabilities, for me personally, that carries a lot of value into mm. the high difficulty rounds. And this is somebody who can do it, but he can do it on any of the actions. If
0: you can stop an England build. Right. That's huge. To prevent them from, what is it, seven buildings in one land? Yeah. And when you get into the double build, like, if you can stop them. But
1: here's the thing, though, with A Dreadful Tide of Scurrying Flesh. It says that you can remove any number of beasts. And for each beast removed, you may skip the next action. You'd get one fear and you'd get one damage. Obviously, you're looking at the fear and the damage, but if you skip multiple actions in the same land, when it's late game and they're going to the same land twice, oh look, the invaders are going to jungles and they're going to coastal lands. Well, what if you had a coastal jungle Mm. that was both exploring and was, I don't know, let's say it was exploring and it was building. Yeah. Well, you can remove two beasts and get both of them. Yes, I know that you can use Year of Perfect Stillness from Earth to also get both of that. There's also a major
0: power that adds a bunch of fear. Yep, and Paralyzing
1: Fright does that too. My point being, this card is very good. It's fast and it's free. Yes, it costs you beasts, but this is your go-to for doing fear. For doing damage, and you can skip stuff. That's really, really important. Hitting the pause button. Now, here's the thing that's really important to know, though. That is a card that is not an innate power. And look at his reclaim abilities. In his current state, and I'm looking right now at a beta version that is not finalized, he does not have a reclaim one on his tracks. Which means he can only do his damage once. This is what I meant when I talked to you about fangs can do damage consistently. Every turn. Because this guy can do damage, yes, but it's from a card. Look, none of his other cards do damage. Right. None of them. Now, of course, you're going to be using Dahan, perhaps, because you can use defense And you very don't well. want to get
0: into a reclaim cycle where every mm-hmm. turn I need to keep reclaiming. Like, sometimes you do with lightning. That's yeah. not good.
1: So, when we are talking about characters and people on this list that I haven't spoke of yet, even though John has. Like, for instance, Lure of Deep Wilderness has yet to be mentioned on my list. Yeah. There are things that when John talked about his that I haven't mentioned on mine because there are angles that I wanted to save for later. And just like this, when John talked about Many Minds Move as One, there were still things I didn't talk about until it was my turn. Only because there was something that really grabbed my eye and I didn't want to put words in his mouth or steal his show when he was talking about sure, it. Sure, sure. One of those things that I really thought was interesting was connect the hive mind. It's the exact opposite of something that we saw Fangs can do. Fangs has an ability where he can replace one of his presents with beast tokens. Connect the hive mind says, replace one of your beast tokens with your presence. This means that you can upgrade a lot faster here and there with this card. And it also means that cards that give you beasts here and there can also be where you can get your presence. I thought that was really interesting because it's the exact opposite of what fangs can do. Yeah. Also, his third growth option, you hit on it just a little bit at the end. This is a guy who can add a presence and a beast as his growth. Furthermore, he can also gather three beasts into a land just as a growth option. From how far away? From up to range two. When he gathers people, they can travel over Mm -hmm. two places. That's a lot. So I really think this is really cool because if you look at many mines and you look at sharp fangs, I think if these two are in perfect concert, you can have an unstoppable combination. Why? Each one of them has a strength and a weakness with how they use beasts. This guy can move them. He can defend with them, but he has to really pay a high cost for using them for damage. Sharp fangs can really use them for damage and stuff, but he just needs more of them. So what if you moved a beast with many minds, but you attacked with him as sharp fangs?
0: Yeah, what a combo. What if
1: you mixed them here? What if you mixed them there? What if you tag teamed one of them for movement, but the other one for damage? That thought really got me excited with this guy. And it really feels as if it's like one of those samurai movies where the student and the master at the end of the movie fight together, together, back to back, no more as like authority and youngling or teacher and student, but more like peer and peer. And I think that these guys could like really have some fun synergies together. I know it may seem obvious, but I really think that the duality of these two could go together really well in exciting ways. And I really think that that could be really fun. I really think I can do well with this guy because Sharp Fangs I'm already really good with. Or at least I have enough experience to say that I'm good with Sharp Fangs. And so it is not a surprise that this guy is someone who, yes, he doesn't bring a whole lot new to the table conceptually. But like I said, this guy is the number one of my second half. But still, so, number seven. Yep. But like you said, seven's like almost smack dab in the middle, man. We need to make like an animal team. Oh, I know, right? This guy is just one of the members of Team Birdbrain, which is Many Minds, <laughs> Finder of Paths Unseen, Downpour. Downpour, Drench of the World, and Lightning, Lightning Strike. That is all the birds, and I would love to get into some of these silly lists, some yeah, of these silly thematic. teams. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be pretty cool. So, with that, we close out our number seven.
0: Top half done. Top half done. Bottom half? How are we doing this? Oh, yeah, bottom half.
1: Bottom half done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're smart. All righty. We are now on to
1: our sixes. Number six. We are now on the top half. So, this is where it's going to start to get good. The minutia and all the murky stuff is starting to clear out. Yep. We are still in the middle. Six is the exact half of 12. So whether you consider this as this is starting to get good or this is the worst of your top six, however you want to describe it. No, it's starting to get good for me. It's starting to get yeah, good for you. sure. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm leading us off on this you one. Are. This one's your turn. This for my number six. Starlight seeks its what? four. What? <laughs> I thought Starlight would be higher. Oh, He's pretty, no. he pretty high. Let's,
0: okay, Six is good, John.
1: <laughs> this is I so love what you just said. Cool, no, good. six is really good. Starlight,
0: what? Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> John's walking out the John, door. John, get back here. My voice is carrying one. John- <laughs>
1: I wish I could take a picture of your faces. Then
0: what? I'm so. Sh-
1: I'm Lily Are Floyd. you really? Yeah. Okay. So Starlight. Wow. They're the coolest spear coming out. Are you what kidding me? What a character and what artwork. Emily Hancock. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know your the name. Your illustration. You're doing research,
0: or is hey, no. it say? it's on the board. <laughs> well, I'm embarrassed. But
1: her illustration Gorgeous. on this. This is
0: submitted easily. Somewhere.
1: Without a doubt, in my mind, my personal favorite artwork I have seen in this game. Mm. Look at how the swirling light and the whites and the purples and the deep blues are, like, dripping from the sky and landing on the ground. It's so ethereal, so magical. It reminds me of the northern lights as well as, like, water somehow, like, very flowy and wispy and just absolutely stunning i wish i could have this on my wall in like really high resolution like hd quality it's that good and if you guys haven't seen this yet just go on google and type in starlight seeks its form i know it might sound really like come on man it's just a picture on a board game this is gorgeous no look it up it's beautiful absolutely beautiful pause this search it that's right (laughs) are you back (laughs) hey welcome Welcome back back. don't you agree with what we said (laughs) yeah (laughs) So Starlight Seeks His Form, what an incredible concept. I even had this idea of what could you do if you had to you build your own spirit? That is what Starlight is. This is a spirit that is build your own. It is a custom spirit. Why? Why? Because this is a star that fell onto Spirit Island. If you look at the lore for Starlight, it briefly talks about how maybe this is how some spirits came to be. Mm. That they fell to the earth and fell to the island and due to like the magical essence of the island, began to coalesce and bind themselves to the various elements that are on Spirit Island and then found their identity somehow and became a thing. Starlight Seeks Its Form is so unique because this is a character that has an innate power for literally all eight elements in the game. All eight elements. This guy has eight innates. It is insane. He has an innate for air, for earth, for fire, for water, for plant for animal, for moon, and sun. We're not kidding. It is ridiculous. So this means that you can go and play so many different kinds of cards throughout the game and trigger all sorts of these kind of abilities. I really feel as if the possibilities with this spirit are endless. I don't know if you'll ever trigger all eight in one game. Not at mm. once. Hey, maybe that could be a challenge for Over you. Over time. Over time. Yeah, some, hey, someone grabbed Power Storm and Elemental Boon? That's or true. Something? I don't know. Yeah. So what's cool about this guy, what's really unique, as far as someone that brings something new to the table, this guy might be the spirit that brings the most new Breaks to the, the game. table. That kind of just completely shatters the formula. So let's not forget, though, that this list is not the top 12 of people who break the formula. Because this guy does break the formula, but that doesn't mean the formula that he does is something I'm guaranteed to It's who to you want to play. Right. So this guy, I feel as if you can have four human players playing Spirit Island, and then all of you play Starlight Seeks Its Form and completely be different. And that's part of the thing that's so awesome. This guy has so many growth options. This Spirit has three options that he can pick every single turn. And he starts with three, but he can unlock four additional ones furthermore he has a choice of those additional four that i just talked about Mm -hmm. it's actually eight but they are paired in groups of two so for your first one that you get you have to choose do you want the one on the left or do you want the one on the right whichever one you don't choose the other one is locked for the rest of the game (sighs) So as you go and grow up, you're going to have to go and figure out what you need in this game, what you want in this game. But you're not going to perfectly be able to arithmetically go and definitively figure out what you need in your game. You're going to have to grow up and bind yourself to strategies. Do you want to be mobile? He can do that. Do you want to be energy gain? You can do that. Do you want to be strong? You can do it. Do you want to be fast? You can do that. For instance, if you wanted to go and be very major power card user, like if I approached you, listener, I said, hey, what do you want to be in this game? You said, I want to be someone that's really good on major powers. I'm like, okay, well, that means low card play, but very high energy gain. Maybe some reclaim. Well, you can go and choose the various options that get you the most energy. Mm -hmm. So option two gets you two energy. Option three gets you one and option five gets you plus three energy. So if you did those ones, you can get plus two, plus, you can get six energy right there. And you can go and if you fully upgraded yourself, Starlight Seeks' his form could gain 10 energy in one turn. That is a lot. That's even more is than the keeper. Most? That's the most. Not as much as Serpent. Oh, yeah, serpent, serpent, is serpent can get 17. It's what? ridiculous. What? Because Serpent gets 12 naturally when naturally. he's fully upgraded. That's right. And he can pick of. two right. options, and his options can get him from 12 to 17 Insights. with his growth options. But 10 energy is nothing to sneeze at. But what if you didn't want to be a major power user? Maybe you wanted to be someone who is very mobile. Well, you can do growth option three, five, and seven. (laughs) Haha, 257. (laughs) All three of those move a presence. One for range one, one for range two, one for range three. So you can be incredibly mobile. So maybe you're only gaining four energy that turn because that's what you upgraded. But you're spreading out. But you can be so mobile. So you can be like Bob and Weave. You can be like float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. So what if you wanted to have a ton of card play? Well, you can go down, and naturally, you get three card play from your card play track. But you can go, and there is one, two, three, there are four options for you to get additional card play. So what you can do is you can only have three of those in one turn at a time, because your growth options, you can only have three per turn. But if you played any one of those ones, you could have six card play. Six card play, guys. That's nothing to sneeze at. The hypothetical situations that I just described were once if you just covered extremes of those two strategies. Guys, what if you wanted to mix and match? What if you wanted to do a little bit of both? Maybe you have five card play and six energy gain. Mm. That's really solid. That's really nice. There's almost like no wrong choice. There's to make. no wrong choice for this guy, which is both is how you want to play it, which is how you want to play it. So if you asked me, Well, this guy can be played in such a variety of different ways, so how in the world would you pick one? Because you want to make sure that you do something that's fun and enjoyable, but you also want to be useful to the team. I would caution you from saying just do something, anything, and make it work.
0: No, you gotta think it through. This is a game
1: that requires you to think, and that's kind of the fun. That's half of the fun, I think, is figuring out what you need to do, and then the enjoyment of executing your plan that you formulated in your head and doing it successfully. That's part of the satisfaction of this game. So, if you asked me, how would I go and play this character? I would evaluate my team composition, and I would evaluate the enemy we were going up against, perhaps. And what do we need? What are we lacking? What can we really use? We don't have
0: a defender, Ryan.
1: Let's go do defense. So, if you want defense, go the earth route. If you get earth elements, you can defend six. If you get three earth elements, you can defend six. Remember, guys, this spirit has eight innate (coughs) powers for each of the elements. And it's really cool. The air element lets you manipulate explorers and towns. The earth element lets you defend six. The fire element allows you to get fear and damage. The water element lets you remove blight. The plant element is team buffing. It lets you choose a spirit and they gain a power card. The animal element lets you do damage with Dahan and push Dahan. The moon element allows you to gather explorers and Dahan, and the sun element gets you a lot of fear, and it gets you a lot of reclaiming cards. So everything I just said, there's no you can, bad option. You can mix and match. <laughs> do you want to be a damaging mobile Dahan user? Well, if you do, I would say go the air, the animal, and the moon route if you want that. Sure. But what if you wanted to be a damage-dealing defender? Okay, I would say water, I would say earth, and fire. I want to be a controller. You know me, I like to play yeah. in control. If you want to be control, I would say... Moon. Moon. I would definitely say, I know you like Dahan. Yeah, I animal. would say animal and maybe earth. Yeah. Because, oh look, animal and earth. Earth was defend and animal was damaged with Dahan. Dahan and defense go great together. So I hope you guys can see now just how ridiculously flexible this guy is. That's why I'm surprised. That is why why he (laughs) is dead middle of the road. That makes no sense. Because the reason why he is so great is the exact reason why he isn't. Mm. Because let's not forget the big elephant in the room actually executing your plan. Look at this guy's board. Is this intimidating or what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> if you thought Finder was intimidating. This is crazy, guys. I'm not saying you can't do this, but I can see someone just fizzling out with so much. You- so much of being thrown at them. So much was, okay, if you thought this game was analysis paralysis enough with what you can do with what your guy can do... What happens if you don't even know what your guy can do because you choose what you can? I can not I want to see some of those reviewers review Jagger. Right. <laughs> so this guy, I think, might honestly have one of the highest ceilings of value. I can see someone saying that the learning curve for this guy is also very high. I think once you get to know this guy, you can really start to get that flexibility and negate some of the negatives that I just said. But while being able to do everything, pretty much, you might have some difficulty choosing what to do. Because unlike other people, when you know what you can't do, it actually makes it a little bit easier into figuring out what you can do and when you should do it. Or what and if what you can do of... anything? If you can do anything, that might make your brain just go, oh. I can't, oh, and you might just fizzle out. Now, of course, I think that that can be done with more efficiency the more and more you do it, but that is why he is perfectly in the middle for me, because I think he can be just as effective in the right hands as he can be not effective in the wrong hands. So that is why I think it's pretty fair that this guy is smack dab in the middle. Okay. Furthermore, the last thing that I didn't comment on is the fact that this is someone who, very similar to other spirits, has access to gaining any element he chooses. I was wondering if you could talk about that. Unlike them, when you come across these various parts on his tech tree, you can get any element of your choice. That's cool. But here's the thing, though. You choose right then and there what that element is. And you are stuck with it permanently for the rest of the game. Which is fine. There are other characters in the game that they can get any element all the time. Like whenever they uncover the spot on their board that says any element, that means from turn to turn it can be whatever they want. Yeah, whatever. Every single turn. Your card play usually. This guy, Starlight Seeks' form, is one where you are setting yourself up for combos. What's interesting is that you have four of these kind of spots on your board that I just described. And every one of his innates, every single one is doable. Every single one of his innates that he has requires three elements to pull off, with the exception of sun and moon. Moon is a little bit easier at two because he's a spirit of the night, and sun is a little bit harder at four because it's contrary to his nature. So it's still doable, it's just something he's not accustomed to. Point being, three is the main number for all of these innates. Two for moon and four for sun. Now remember, you have four spots on your board that allow you to permanently fix one element to your choice. So here's the thing that's really interesting with this guy. Are you going to cement three of those elements as one particular element so that you can always go and trigger the innate? For instance, on my four that I have on my board, what if I did three of them as earth elements? That means my earth innate power, which only costs three elements, will trigger every single turn. Would you rather take one ability that is happening all the time? Or maybe will you split that up? And with your four spots, maybe you'll do two of them for two elements each. Which means that you will need a card to still go and trigger those innates, But it's really easy. You only need one. Right. So this guy is definitely dependent on the cards that he gets, the elements that he
0: chooses. You start off with unlimited options, and then you kind of pigeonhole yourself. Right.
1: And all of his starting cards are... Moon. Are moon. Every single one of them. And their nature is for you to forget them, because this guy is binding himself to a strategy. So I am really excited to see what those strategies look like. I'm really excited to just get into this guy, to see what he can do... And when I look at this dude, he's the exact opposite of Shifting Memory. Shifting Memory is someone who can do crazy things because he's been around the block Mm. a while. Starlight can do a lot, but he's the new kid on the block.
0: It's funny you say that. I think Memory and Starlight would pair perfectly together. I think they would go really well. Guess who can give elements, and guess who needs a lot of elements with all these innates? Those two. Look at that combo. I think it's fantastic. That's a great comment. And that's something I thought about
1: too. Old about and it. new. Old and new. It's perfect that the teacher spirit is really good as a pair with the brand newbie on the block.
0: And also good at giving power yeah.
1: cards. I think that that's very thematic. I think it's really cool. It may be subtle to some, but
0: I love finding these thematic Yeah, and you were combos. talking about like the samurai master yeah. and the apprentice. I can see that also here. Mm-hmm. I think we should do one of those games as well. That's cool. I'll be memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have, oh, hey, <laughs> have fun with that one. Hey, well, do you know what I'll do?
1: Grab damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm still scarred by that game where I oh, have, like, no cards. No. All right. <laughs> righty, so there we go. My number six, Starlight
0: Seeks His Form. All right, Johnny boy, what is your number six? Vengeance as a Burning really? Plague. Ready you go again I like what you said about just like six is perfectly in the middle yeah. vengeance I like token spirits I'm like yeah. starting to realize people that can, I do like the token users you, the it token feels as if that, users we talked about identity acceptance earlier yeah and
1: it feels as if these guys have like that In one additional stage.
0: And what's cool about Vengeance, I mean, we will both hit on the powers, but I like the one growth option, the Reclaim one, where you can do one damage per disease. Yeah. Which is like Wildfire. Wildfire is the only person before, you know, Vengeance who could do damage during the growth phase. Which, I remember at the time, I thought that was baffling. Baffling. I thought that was insane. It is what makes Wildfire so cool. Now we have Vengeance, who could do the same thing, who spits out disease like it's their job. It's so easy for them. Well, here's the thing we ran into, and we can just (laughs) show you guys a little peek behind the curtain. We found multiple cards from print and plays and beta versions, so we're not totally sure. We got the gist of adding a lot of disease.
1: With the various iterations of the cards that Vengeance as a Burning Plague had, we were able to get the general vibe yeah. and strategic gameplay style of this character. What's funny, though, is that every single time we found a new iteration of this card, it was different. It was different. So, so like,
0: we didn't know at what point. How close to the finalized product so do we have here? Because of that, it was kind of hard for me to rank them. So I'm like, I'll just for put hype. them in the middle for higher You know, fair. I don't really know what the card play is going to be. I'm going to stick with the board that we have. Yeah. I love the damage it can do in the fear with Mm. epidemics run rampant if the target lane has two disease you can do one damage and then as it ranks up instead one damage per disease right if you're just spawning more and more disease this person can be so destructive and i do like that playing because lightning was one of my first favorites so i like spirits who can do some hefty damage and can blow things up i think that's why i love this
1: mentality i love how dangerous and lethal i love the artist i was about to say look at this artwork
0: that face. I really
1: like this artwork. It's this lizard. I know the only problem I have is I feel as if the ripples of the water or the whatever acid he's coming out yeah. would be rippling in a different
0: direction. But that is so wow, ridiculously wow. nitpicky. So nitpicky. But look at the
1: acid that's dripping off of his fangs, off of the gilded spiked oh, like it's, crest. It's kind of terrifying. He's like a crested gecko that drank steroids who
0: bleeds acid. Yeah, you're not just getting salmonella. This from them.
1: this guy. Seriously, really awesome, guys. This artwork is phenomenal. I like the different colors on. Look at the green and the orange, and how striking that looks with the red. Yeah, crimson, bright, bold red. And he's coming out of this steaming bubbling cauldron of acid or poison or maybe it's like one of those infect the lands right it's really cool and the lore for this guy is pretty cool too and he's coming out of like this hot spring maybe i don't know it's just really cool it's really rare to see a spirit that has such a physical form yeah you know what i mean because that's something that we see even in real life we don't see rock giants walking the earth we see lizards we do see lizards yeah And so something is cool about having something tangible like that. I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed that. But you are correct. I love this artwork. The artwork I can't is wait to see what the finalized artwork looks like on his cards.
0: I don't know if you remember this. You first asked me what was my impressions of Spirit Island and I talked about choices. Yes. This spirit has a ton of choices. Well, he does. One of the special rules, slowly unfolding plague when disease would prevent a build on a board with your presence, you can let the build happen. Yep. Removing no disease, but you generate fear instead. One of the coolest things about these token
1: users one of the reasons why I love them, I yeah. know that you were talking about how you really like these token users, and I do as well. I, I really do like these token users for a lot of reasons. I briefly talked about the identity acceptance, and what I meant by that was just, well, there's just yet additional things where, yes, other people can use them, but I can really use this thing. How? Why? Look at every one of the characters that uses a token. They can use that token in a way that somebody else can't. can't. Naturally, anyway. I know that you can find cards that maybe allow you to do so. That's not the point. But naturally, who does damage with wilds tokens? Nobody. Wilds tokens doesn't do damage, naturally. Wild tokens prevents exploration. Yeah. But guess what? Keeper can use his as damage mm-hmm. with Sacrosanct Wilderness. What about disease? Doesn't it only stop building? They don't do damage. But if you're this guy, you can have the choice of doing preventing building or you can let it do damage.
0: I also like when your presence is destroyed by anything except a spirit not effect. Not so readily vanquished. Oh. So, okay, you never like losing presence in a game. Mm-mm. It actually took me a long time. And we talked about when I was playing Finder, like, it's not the worst thing. I still don't like it. It's losing presence. Yeah. Here, there's a benefit to it. I don't know. There's almost like a parting gift. Yeah. In a way. When you lose a presence or it's destroyed, had one disease in a place where each presence was destroyed. Yeah. Huge. I think. I think that's And then so you can turn around and use that for damage or fear. It perfectly to me
1: encapsulates the idea of counterattacking, of vengeance. Mm. Because that's what he is all about. Yes. He is all about payback. Yeah. And I feel as if that really, really, truly actually encapsulates that very well. I really think that it's thematic. I love the way that that works out. It really feels as if, well, you
0: got me here, but I have the last laugh. I like the thematics where he has to target lands with people, like buildings. Yeah. It makes yep. sense. Disease. Like, where else do we get this disease from? This is
1: someone who runs into the fire yeah, not runs away from it.
0: Because he is a disease. He spreads within the yep. town, this the guy, city.
1: This is a guy who is a pivotal critical member of team health fire and brimstone yeah and just for the sake of reminder that is vengeance is a burning plague volcano looming high stones unyielding defiance and heart of the wildfire because <laughs> that's team we don't care about blight i mean yes they do but like we can survive and use blight use as... blight as badlands right and the thing that's really interesting about that is that you treat it like badlands but since it's blight it's going to be easier to remove than badlands Now, we haven't seen everything about Badlands, and I'm still remotely ignorant on kind of how it all works, because I haven't seen all the cards that use it. But we've been told by some that Badlands is easier to place than it is to remove. So this guy uses Blight as if it was Badlands. So you get the effect of Badlands, but it's still a Blight. So any card that removes a Blight can get rid of it, and thus can get rid of a Badlands. Not that it's a true Badlands, but what I mean by that is you can get the effect of Badlands but you can get the ease of removal of Blight. Yeah. So the that one means thing you can
0: kind of have your cake and eat it too. I kind of wanted to put Vengeance higher. The artwork's so cool, and yeah. the gameplay I think is going to be so fun. Yeah. There's damage to Dahan, one of his innates does. Yeah. And that kind of is like, ooh, I like Dahan, I like utilizing them, I like building yeah. an army. That's one of the things that I kind of held it back where, you know, Vengeance as a Burning Plague is doing damage to everyone.
1: He's infecting
0: right. the whole city. You know and everyone in that land and it makes sense you No, know, it makes no, sense it thematically, makes a lot of sense but it's just He's like not
1: really a Dahan user no I feel as if you could make it work I feel as if you can make it work if you tone down the damage aspect on it I feel as if this guy could be an aggressive disease guy or a more passively defensive disease guy okay and maybe you can walk that fence. And I like those options. You know, I like choices. And, and so the thing is, is if there's a lot of blight on the land, and you are nearing the blight threshold, um, if you are nearing the blight threshold, I would say stop using disease for damage, and I would say use it for stopping build, and then find other ways. to... Well, that's to, what's cool about them. Yeah, you have the choice to. You have that choice. I really think that's cool. I really do think that's. So
0: awesome. that's my what six right? That is number six, the middle of
1: the pack. Alrighty, now we are getting into the top five. We're getting close. So this is starting to get pretty intense. I really am kind of shocked and whelmed by how much I'm enjoying this reveal of what you have on your channel. Each one. It's really cool. I'm really excited to see what your next one is. I'm kind of impressed. I'm kind of surprised at how excited I am to see what your next (laughs) one is and see what your next one is. I've been surprised
0: with every one of yours, actually. Yeah,
1: it's really cool. Anyway, so... Number
0: five. For me, what do you got? fractured days split the sky. Really? Mm. I kind of felt well, higher. Talk about it. Talk okay. About it. So again, this list is super, 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 super hard. And subjective. <laughs> and subjective. And so I think this is a really high point, number five. I think we're getting into the really that's, meat and that's potatoes. A good, yeah. There's no slight on fractured. No, no,
1: now that we're in the top five, we don't have to defend people by like,
0: No, I do want to play no, this. I man. like them, I promise. Right. I think this spirit is wholly unique and totally different than anyone else. Oh goodness, I completely agree. And also I okay, none of you know this, but I like playing support characters in like MOBA games. Sure. Or online or something. Sure. In Overwatch I'll play a healer or something to that mm-hmm. effect. So when I saw Fractured Day Split the Sky, I kinda saw bits of that. Yeah. So I couldn't find any cards. I don't know if you
1: could. Nope. On the spirits. There are yet two characters that I have only the boards. And okay. That is it. Those characters are Shroud of Silent Mist and Fractured Day Split the Sky.
0: Which is interesting. We don't have those player cards and they aren't mentioned yet in our list. I'm gonna say neither of those have been. I mentioned mean they yet. just got mentioned for me, but, <laughs> right, but right now is the first time we've gone through and that's what? how unique and cool at least yeah. fractured okay. days. Okay.
1: This guy is also in the top 3 for artwork. Oh, guys, in look at clips? this dude. Is this an eclipse? Is this spirit the spirit of eclipse? Guys, this dude looks like the sky is a mirror that is splintering and shattering into many fragments as all of these different realities combine and coalesce in one intersection and are shattering, splintering fragments of possibility into existence. This artwork looks like glass. It looks like the sky is shattered. Is shattering and space, the infinite space is behind it. And it, it looks is, so cool. It's so cool. Go ahead and Google Fractured Days Split the Sky. Okay, here's your homework, guys. Look at the artwork for Starlight Seeks His Form, Vengeance as a <laughs> Burning Plague, and Fractured Days Split the Sky. It really is good. I don't know who did the artwork for those last two that I just mentioned, but they deserve a commendation. Mm-hmm. To me, this one really sticks out just on artwork alone. Even before I knew what this guy could do, I saw this and I was just... Grabbed your attention. Whoa. Yeah. What in the world is this? And introduces
0: yeah. time as something right. to spend. A time. What spirit? does that mean? So I'm I'm trying to think of like it's got to use the card somehow because right. in it the seems special rules, so high and lofty. When you gain one time, put one of your presents here from your trek. Right. right. But even on the onset, we had a fire guy.
1: We had a water guy. We had a plant dude. We mm-hmm. had a beast guy. We had a tree guy.
0: What else could there be? What else time. could there be? Time. Whoa. So how that's utilized? Obviously, we don't know all the powers, but I love this where you can go through the discard deck. That is of the major and minor power. I remember when I brought that up to you, and you were like, "Whoa!" It was something I never heard of, and. We were discussing this, but if, say, something's happening next turn that you yeah. know we need defense or we need destruction here, we need yeah. to push something, use your growth, go through the discard deck, and that find it.
1: easily, for me, in my opinion, and I'm saying this with the understanding that I have not seen his cards, but looking at his board, that might be one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yes. When you grab a new card... You grab it
0: from the discard pile. It's your going back in time. time. It makes so much it sense. It makes
1: so much sense, but mechanically, how useful that is, guys, is... Is the discard pile is something you know what's in there. Someone passed up something. Oh, I really like that card. Oh, I really like It this didn't card. have my elements, it's guys. Not, it's not as random. Yeah. And here's the thing. Look at what this guy does. He discards cards from that deck all the time. All the time. Days, days, days that, that never were. were. After you gain a power card from the minor or major power deck, discard the top three cards of that deck, which means you are cycling these much decks much quicker. Much quicker. That alone means that this guy can be very Team Buffy. This guy looks like he's one of the best Team Helpers out there. With the version I have on my screen here, it does not show the summary of his powers, but I'm guessing that his utility is quite high.
0: I think so. I'm oh, guessing 100%. it will be. Because we haven't even talked about the mini Lightning's Boon that he has. Oh, I know. So, anyway, back to my point. Even just with
1: Days That Never Were, this guy is very Team Buffing helpful. Yeah. Why? Because what if you found someone's ultimate in the deck? And really quick, I'm going to come in here and describe a term I just used. I just used the term someone's ultimate. Yes, in this game, you can get new major powers. And these major powers have elemental thresholds. When I say the term a character's ultimate... What I'm describing is a major power that is right in line with a specific character's elements. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you can tell that a card was totally meant for somebody. No, it is not exclusive to that character. Anyone can find this card and anyone can use it. And perhaps anyone can go and hit its elemental thresholds. But when you look at Cleansing Floods, well, the artwork has River on it. And look at the elements. They're elements that River definitely would have. So when I saw this, I noticed that to me there was a theme that spirits in this game had ultimates in the major power deck. And they had other cards that really basically could have been in their starting hand and it would have made perfect sense. Right. The elements work Exactly, not a single one wasted for them, right up their alley. So just, dear listeners, from here on out, when you hear me say the term ultimate, there are a slew of cards that I deem as a character's ultimate. The jungle hungers and entwined power, to me, I consider as green's ultimate. Are they literally... No, ultimates is not something that is said so under such verbiage in the rulebook. But what I mean by that is Jungle Hungers uses moon and plant, Mm -hmm. which is what he uses. Green also uses water. So the reason why I believe those to be his ultimates is because each of those by themselves represents one side that Rampant Green represents. He has a helpful supporting version of himself, which would be the one that includes water with plant. Nice. So Jungle Hungers uses the moon and plant side of Rampant Green, whereas Entwined Power uses the water and plant version of that guy. And it makes sense to me. So Tsunami, you know, that's an ocean card. Talons of Lightning, boy, Mm. I wonder who that is. It's in the name. Sweep into the Sea, boy, that's an ocean card. You guys get the idea. Volcanic Eruption, huh, I wonder who that could be for. (laughs) Pillar of Living Flame, huh, pretty sure that's Wildfire. Paralyzing Fright? Oh, I don't know. Nightmare is literally on the card. Yeah. Infinite Vitality, Indomitable Claim. You know, these ones are a little bit more obscure, but to me, that's Earth. So, you guys get what I'm saying. Dissolve the Bonds of Kinship? That's totally trickster. (laughs) You know, Blazing Renewal? That is totally wildfire. My point being is... No, it's I'll right. Get, I'll get off my... I think I interrupted you when you said, Hey, when we discard cards, I found someone's ultimate in the deck. Really, man? Oh, I can't get it now because it's in the discard pile. Well, Fractured days split the sky. He cycles the deck faster so that it will get shuffled in. You
0: might be able to get it again. And here's another thing. Visions of a Shifting Future. You can go and... You can not only look in the past, you can look to the future. And you can flip over the event deck. Oh, no, no, that's not what it is. You can shuffle the discard pile back into the deck.
1: Mm -hmm. Which means, quick, there's a higher chance that you'll get your card again if you keep searching for it. Oh, it's,
0: again, so team-friendly.
1: And then the other part that's really cool is you can get something you need really easily. Hey, guys, what do we need? We need bite removal.
0: Okay, well, let me just go search through this
1: pile of 30 cards. Flip, 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 flip. flip. Oh, here's one. Got it. Cool. Sweet. Hey, is there a way I can give you cards? Well, let me go find Entwine Power. Yeah. Flip, flip, flip. flip there it flip, is. Flip, there it is. Got it. All right. Now that I have Entwine Power, what card do you need? I need this one. Okay. Flip, 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 flip. Got it. Now, I play Entwine Power. Now, I grab the other
0: card, I wonder it's if it's yours. He's maxed out utility.
1: Maybe, and I really want to see what he can do. I no, I want to see the cards. cards. So now I will stop talking because I completely just kind no, of. No, it's because it's,
0: it's such a cool spirit. I wanted to say that I think the slow power fast. Again, makes sense with the whole time aspect. Slip the flow of time. But it's so. I mean, how many times do we ask Lightning when we play with Lightning? Hey, do you have Lightning's Boon? Hey, do you have Lightning's Boon? We need it. Hey, do you it's have like, no, boom? I can't keep reclaiming. So this person <laughs> doesn't need to reclaim that. As long as you have three Moon and an Air, you can make someone's power fast. Right. And that's huge of but like, that, doing but damage. But that's not all it does. What? No,
1: it does more than just that. That's just one third. Oh, oh, right, right,
0: right, right. It does more. So much more. Oh, than it that. does so much more. Target Spear may claim a power card from the discard or played cards and then the top thing Target spirit may place an additional power card by paying its cost. And powers that get repeated are incredibly useful. Mm. Anytime you make a spirit stronger, it helps out the game. And the more card plays, the better. And I like visions of shifting future where you can look into the future. I love the the names of
1: all of these abilities. Yeah. Seriously, for so many characters. And it makes sense. so cool. You
0: get to look into the invader deck and the event deck and be like, guys, this is what's happening. But
1: fragments of shattered time. Days that never were. Yeah. Slip the flow of time. Visions of a shit. This guy future.
0: was really cool to me. This guy was seriously, seriously. And I can't awesome. wait to know the cards. Yeah. I'm sure they, oh, uh, they all make wait. sense, I'm sure. Yep, I cannot wait. But yeah, that's my number five. All righty,
1: so now we are on to my number five. Fractured Days No, Are you serious? <laughs> are you I'm just doing this? I am dead serious. Wow. The re- one of the reasons why I went on such a big tangent was because this is also okay. my number five. Yeah. So... This guy, oh my goodness... So cool! The whole conversation over. No. No. The reason that he talked about and I talked about are all the same. Seriously. We were warned that this guy doesn't touch the surface of Spirit Island very often. But I'm so interested to see how his manipulations of the decks and how he can go and assist others in crazy ways. Maybe he's not doing a whole lot himself, but he's empowering and enabling other people so much that it might just break even. Mm -hmm. Heck, it might even make it OP. Yeah. Maybe not OP, but, like, it's so strong that it stands for itself as a valid member of the team. Other things that this guy brings to the table, we've seen people that can look at the Fear deck before. We've seen Shifting Memory can do it, and we've seen that Nightmare can do it. This guy can look at some cards that are upcoming, but he can look at the Event deck or the Invader deck. Huge. Which is really interesting. Now, how it works is that he looks at the top card of either of these two decks, and then you replace it and then shuffle the top two of that deck. So you don't know exactly which one it is. You know what one of them is. This is his visions of a shifting future innate power. The second level is instead of replacing and shuffling the top two, like I just described, you may put the card you looked at at the bottom of the deck. So that means that even if you don't know what the other one is, the one that you saw, you can be like, nope, don't want that one. Especially if we find that farming card. Especially the, if it's an <laughs> event that we hate. <laughs> if the farmers seek the Dahan for aid or whatever, just nope, you know how much we hate that. It could that. be game saving. So it could be, that could be clutch. What does this guy bring new to the table? Oh, I don't know. Literally everything he does. Right. Like, he has an additional resource. The only other character we've seen with an additional resource like that is Serpent with mm-hmm. the limitation he has on his presence that he can put on the board and he has to absorb people. This guy, he has time and each presence on this ability represents one time. So his presence represents a time for the purposes of his board, and there are instructions for your cards. Many of his powers require time as an additional cost. So whenever you would gain a time, you put one of your presents on his board from your presence track. And when you spend time, you return it to a track. Mm. And if you don't have any free spaces, destroy it. This means this guy accesses his tech trees in different spots And to uphold the time-space continuum, he has to put it back. Or at least that's the feeling I get when I see this guy. So obviously you are going to cover up a low-numbered card. Right. A a low-numbered space. But what a unique thing. We've never seen somebody interact with their card play track and energy tracks like this before. He can cheat count and go through time and access his tech tree at a different spot. And then he has to repair that continuum by putting it back. This is someone who can go through the discard pile and shuffle the discards back into the decks. This is somebody who can go and look at the invader decks or the event decks. Nobody can do that. And on top of that, this is someone who can go and makes a slow power fast. This is someone who can make other players reclaim their power cards. And he can make other people repeat power cards. Those last three things are things that we've seen before. But the other things were something we've never seen before. And that is just so awesome. What's really cool is that each one of his growth options, he has three, or at least the version of Fractured Days that I'm looking at right now in this unfinalized version has three growth options, and each one of them has an element to it. One has air, one has moon, and one has sun. And what's really interesting is that all of his innates have those three. Which means that you can figure out what you're going to do and how you can be helpful to your team by which growth option you picked. And so it's like as time goes by, you can be each one of those. You can be the moon. You can be the sun. You can be the air. This guy is very cosmic. When I was looking at all of these spirits for Dragon Earth, I was thinking of all these cool team combinations that we can have. Right. And I thought of one called Team Cosmic. And Team Cosmic would probably be Fractured Days, Finder Paths Unseen and Starlight. It's a team of three individuals, and the reason why I have Finder there is because he has portals that can teleport, and that's pretty cosmic, I think. So Team Cosmic is a team of three with Fractured Days, Starlight, and Finder, in my opinion. Or if you want to do Fractured Days and Starlight, that's like Team Space exclusively. Boy, that might be a tough game, because like I said, I don't know how this guy is going to deal with other cards. He has three card play and four energy That's kind of on the lower end. It is. But look at how you are affecting the board in the method and venue of helping your friends. You don't necessarily act on the board a whole lot. You act by enabling your friends to do their job better. And in that way, you are doing something on the board. Not that you did it, but you are acting through your friend because they are doing more because of you. So that is... Really awesome. And we don't have a whole lot of utility characters. We only have one with Serpent. And now we're getting two extras. One in the form of Shifting Memory and two here in Fractured Days. Was it
0: hard for you not to put Fractured Days higher? Because that was a struggle for me. These two, I feel as if of
1: all the people, these... probably are the two most interchangeable ones on my list. Because you'll notice for me, Fractured Days and Starlight were both 5 and 6. So they could have been pretty interchangeable. But I like the way that both of us used our number 6 spot. I feel as if we both used it very fairly. Mm -hmm. I used mine as Starlight because since he's the most flexible, his capacity for success and failure are just as likely. For you, you said that you put Vengeance in the middle because he can be as offensive as he can be defensive. Right. And so this guy can go both of those extremes he can kind of get access to, which is really cool. I really feel as if that was pretty thematic on our part. I think that's pretty cool. So what made him higher? Well, the fairness of keeping Starlight perfectly in the middle made sense to me. Okay. And Fractured Days is someone who brings just as many new things to the table without the open-ended. What do I do? Confusion as Starlight. Since he actually is a non flexible spirit, what I mean that like Starlight can be anything, since he's an actual spirit with a specific gameplay style, that's not someone who I have to worry about the consistency issue. And I briefly spoke last episode about the consistency issue with me. Yeah. So this guy just. Barely edged out. Barely edged out Starlight. And like we said, with all the clarifications, when we actually get to play this guy and play all these people... Oh, we're going to love it. Shifting Memory could be my favorite. Who mm-hmm. knows? Who knows? I doubt it. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> up.
0: Don't worry, Shifting Memory. I think you're cool. as just you. I wonder what board presence will be like for Fractured Days. Because yeah. you kind of want to use your energy. They made comments saying that this guy
1: may have the least board presence of all the spirits. Like it might not even look like you're on the board.
0: That's so different to how the game. It's is It's so different,
1: and it also worries me because if you are completely wiped from the board, isn't that a lose condition?
0: You yeah. know, like... it is a lose condition. <laughs> so you gotta like, have some presence on the board, keep but keep you want to on... have your time,
1: right? You need to, to spend have your time. Just to... hey. Yeah. So really quick, I'm curious, where does he start? Put three on your starting board, one in the highest numbered land with one Dahan and two in the highest numbered land without Dahan. Then discard the top three cards of the minor major deck. So he actually starts with three. That's actually a lot. It is. So ironically, this guy starts off with more than most people get as far as starting. That's interesting. But here's the thing about someone who starts off with a lot of presents, which is everyone in the game has 13 presents. But depending on how much you start with, that means how long it takes to upgrade is different. Mm -hmm. Serpent starts with one. So he has 12 presents to get through before he's fully upgraded. Most people have to upgrade 10. This guy only has to worry about 10. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has to do 10. Most people have to do 11. Right. So how is this guy going to combo with so many people? How is he going to do with range? Because from what I can tell, he doesn't have any land targeting powers. He doesn't look at his nates; they target people, not lands. What
0: about his cards? I don't know.
1: We I'm don't so know. curious yeah. about this guy. I'm very curious. In the same way that Starlight—that's what also had... kept
0: him from being higher for me. Right. I it's don't still know the, the cards. mystery. It's still the yep. mystery. and
1: I completely agree with that. He—if I had the cards, I might be able to go and figure out exactly yeah. where this guy would fit on my list better. But just for instance, Starlight only has a single card that's a land targeting power. And all of his land targeting stuff pretty much comes from his innates. But it's within Starlight's gameplay style to find a new strategy and find new cards and then base your strategy off of what you found. Mm Mm-hmm. So... All right, we really went late on this one, but that's totally fine. I really enjoyed going through these lists. And so we are now done with five, which means our top four remain. We have our bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. So this is going to be super exciting. Honestly, one of the cool things about this list, there are fun things to discover at every point. Who's the caboose? Who's the end? What happened to the who's middle? Who's left? Who's, you know, so... Do you want to go who's left for us? Uh, I'll let other people use the process of elimination. <laughs> They'll to figure, figure it out. Because then I'm going to start getting in my head, and I still want as much of this to be a mystery as possible. Gotcha. So, until next time, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode, because me listening to John here, even on the other side of this table, I felt like I can be listening in as an audience member, and I was intrigued just to hear what his was. Back at you. It's and been so, fun. This is really cool cool i love this kind of discussion and this is what i crave for when i look for spirit island content online that i don't find anywhere else so i hope you guys have enjoyed this too i love y'all stay healthy out there play more games play spirit island let me know how it was and stay active in the comments see you guys so bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at the Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.